You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 12. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Welcome back to another edition of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm Amy Porterfield, and I wanted to personally thank you for listening today. I know that there are a lot of amazing podcasts out there, and the fact that you're listening to mine means the world to me. So again, thank you so much for being here. And today we're going to be talking about mobile marketing. I'm going to be interviewing Greg Hickman. Now, Greg is one of the leading mobile marketing experts and quite honestly, an all around great guy. At the last Blog World event in Vegas, Greg and I had an impromptu chat in a crowded Starbucks, and it lasted over an hour. We talked shop the entire time, and I instantly knew he was the real deal. That's the one reason I love live events so much. You get the chance to dive into great conversations with people that tend to be more personal and just richer conversations because they're kind of in the real world. There's a difference for sure. Believe me, I live my life online with my business, so I'm a big fan of online marketing and networking online, but there's just something different about those real life experiences where you get to network with people and really see their faces and those little nuances that you get to see in the real world. So definitely, if I could give you just one quick little tip here, totally off topic, make sure you try to get to one to two live events each year. Now, if money's tight, start local. There's a lot of great local small meetups in your community that you can go to, kind of break out of your shell a little bit, because I know they're a little nerve-wracking at first if you don't know anybody, but they can be great for your business and quite honestly, for your self-confidence because you're kind of stepping out of that comfort zone, which is always scary, but also really good. So that's my little tip of the day, but let's get back on track with mobile marketing. So again, I'm interviewing Greg Hickman and Greg delivers impeccable value on his website, mobilemixed.com and on his podcast. Now today we're talking about how to get started with mobile marketing, because if you're anything like me, you've probably been thinking about mobile marketing, but it's not at the top of your priority list. Now, after talking to Greg and hearing some staggering stats about mobile usage and after hearing about how easy it is to make your website mobile friendly, I was pleasantly surprised about how easy I can get all of this started. And that's why I wanted to share it with you today. So after you hear this interview, I think you're going to be like me and you're going to be ready to turn on that mobile marketing switch a lot sooner than later. So we've got a lot to cover in this session. Let's get started. So Greg, thanks so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is a hot topic and it's one that I really have never explored. So you're the first guy to kind of break us into this. And so before we get into all the mobile stuff, I want you to tell us a little bit about how you got into all of this. Sure. So I got started in mobile marketing in 2005. So this was actually pre-iPhone. Um, and I had the chance to work at a very small marketing agency back east in Connecticut. And we did a lot of mobile promotions for a handful of professional sports teams, which is really, really fun. So I got to work with the New York Jets, the Florida Marlins, Carolina Panthers, and then um, some brands like AT&T and Axe. And a lot of this was around creating um, text message marketing programs to build loyalty lists and create mobile content games, wallpapers, and ringtones when when that was kind of cool when you'd kind of like pimp out your phone. Right. But, um, 
yeah, so got started really, really early, and then the kind of the iPhone came out, and I had, um, started my own text message marketing company catering to small businesses, and had been consulting for a handful of years, and now I'm actually the um, mobile marketing lead at Cabela's, which is a uh, large retailer in the hunting, fishing, and retail space, and really wanted to just teach people more about mobile um, because... When I got started and I tried selling s- smaller businesses on mobile marketing services, they all kind of understood and saw customers with their phone, but they didn't really understand how it tied to their business, how it kind of fit in with everything they were already doing. So I felt there was you know, this big education gap. So I started my, my blog and podcast where I started interviewing brands and talked about how they were doing you know, their strategy, why were they doing certain things the way that they did them, why they used the certain tools that they used. And then broke that down for people that were just getting started. And, you know, I've continued to do so, um, on my blog and, and on the podcast. And we have a weekly show where we just talk about, you know, different mobile strategies and how different types of businesses can actually use it to grow. And I think that's so valuable because you're one of the only resources I think out there that's really breaking it down for those that are really new in this space. And I know a lot of people that listen to my podcast, mobile is something that they've been thinking about, but haven't really explored. So let's just kind of start at the top and get us familiar with what is mobile marketing and why is it important? Absolutely. So Mobile marketing is really, when it comes down to it, it's just a set of practices that will enable any business to communicate and engage with our audience um, really in an interactive way through a mobile device or a mobile network. So what that really means, and I was actually having a conversation with one of my mentors um, the other day about how mobile, just the word mobile has become so big and really kind of confusing. And when it comes down to it, it really means things like having a mobile website, using things like text message marketing or multimedia messaging, having smartphone applications, Facebook marketing, email marketing, really all of the different things that we do in a in our business. There's just now this there's this touch point which is happening on a mobile device. So, it's really the one device that we as consumers carry with us, you know, throughout the entire day. And it's really how we engage with a lot of different types of content and different businesses and it could be doing things that we already do, like email. So um, I think it's kind of one of the most intriguing marketing channels that, that really exists right now because it's so personalized. But it really is just looking at ways that you can communicate with your customer using some sort of mobile device. And why is it so important? I've heard you say some stats that kind of blew my mind about how many people are using mobile and in different places. So give us some of those important stats out there of why it's crucial that we're exploring mobile with our own businesses. Absolutely. And, and you know, for your for your audience, we'll start with Facebook. Yes. Um, you know, so so Facebook, I mean, it, it's been reported that over sixty about sixty seven percent of all Facebook usage is happening from the mobile phone. That's so, insane. <clears throat> super high, right? And yeah. then almost the exact same percentage of Twitter usage is from a mobile phone. And then you look at something like YouTube, which is, you know, video, um, you know, 25% of global YouTube views are happening on a mobile device. And then the, you know, the, the real killer here for me, and, and I think it's super overlooked and, you know, you've talked about it on, on even your podcast and your site is email. And 
right now, depending on you know which source you're looking at, it's anywhere from 41 to 45 percent of all email opens are happening from a mobile phone. So you know, as online business builders, we always talk about the money's in the list, the money's in the list, how important it is to you know capture those emails and all of that. And when you have almost half of your you know approaching half of your audience that's going to be opening that email from a mobile phone, if you aren't following some specific practices, you know, you could be, you know, negating, you know, half of your audience. So just little things like that, that, um, you know, really can go a long way that people probably aren't even thinking about, or at least yet. Um, so, you know, just the way that we use our mobile device now, um, is really the reason that everyone needs to really be considering this. And I'll give you an example. And I want you to tell me if this is you, cause this is totally me. And every single person I talk to is the exact same way. Okay. Do you do you wake up to your phone alarm? I do. Okay. <laughs> so then do you grab your phone and within maybe the first 30 minutes look at email? I would love to lie right now and say I don't because that's such a bad habit, but 100% I do that. Okay. So then do you do you have an iPhone? I do. Okay. So for all the iPhone users, and I forget exactly the same the same process applies for if you're using different different phone. But essentially, what you do is you click that edit button in the top right corner, and then you see all those little circles that kind of go down the left side of your phone, and you tap as many of them as possible that you think are emails that you know you don't need to deal with that morning or what have you that you know didn't catch your eye that just don't seem important, and you click delete, and you delete probably you know five to fifteen emails. All at once, Instantly. right before, probably before you get out of bed. Yeah, it's really ridiculous. I like can't even believe I'm admitting this, but that's exactly what I do. And I'm just like delete, 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 because who wants more emails that they're not going to read? Exactly. It's, it's stressful. So it's actually become, the mobile device has become a filter for what emails we actually let into our inbox when we're, when we're finally sitting down at our computer to like really engage with email. So, um, you know, I think for anyone that's building a business online, you know, that's totally something that you need to consider because if you're sending emails out early in the morning, your email could be one of those that's getting deleted if, you know, you're not following some of these best practices that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Okay, that's great. I just made myself a note because I got to talk about that whole filter strategy when we get to that part. That That's good stuff. And you mentioned, you know, over 60% of people are accessing Facebook on a mobile device. And I've talked about this before, but anyone listening that kind of follows me because of my Facebook marketing strategies, the reason why that is so, such an alarming number to me is that I also teach how to create custom applications on Facebook. And the reason why these custom applications are so important is because that is an opportunity for you to collect names and emails, like create a little lead opportunity list on a custom app. And when you're looking at Facebook on a mobile device, those custom apps are not automatically accessible. You're not even seeing them. Now, there's a way around this, and we'll get there in a minute, but really that's so important to know that you're missing a lot of what's go- going on on a Facebook desktop versus mobile, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you're you're the Facebook expert. Some of those things I probably don't even know about to be <laughs> honest, but I mean, it's just <clears throat> if you actually look at I every once in a while I go look at some of the, you know, the big brands that I follow or even kind of people like yourself and you look at the comment threads on Facebook and, you know, in the bottom it says like the date and time and if it's from a mobile device it usually says via mobile. You start counting those up and you can see that's usually over 50% of the time that it's coming from a mobile device. So just the way that you engage with people, where you're engaging with them, you know, having that mindset of, hey, someone might be doing this from a phone 
could and should make you think about the way that you're posting your content, maybe the the length of content and things like that that you know could affect conversion at some point in your funnel. That's so true, and I think that it's this is going to become accessing Facebook on a mobile device is going to become even more popular as we you know get going with. I think mobile is just just getting the attention of online marketers. And so I'm saying here, it's going to get even bigger. And the reason why I know this is because about six months ago, I posted on my Facebook page, are you reading this post from a mobile device or your desktop? And I replied to that. Did you? Okay, because I yeah, recently yeah. <laughs> did it. But when I did it six months ago, uh, most people said desktop. You probably saw it recent, right? Mm-hmm. And it was very split this time. So just within like the last six months, I realized, holy cow, like it's already making this big shift. And it made me nervous because I know that and one of the reasons I'm completely selfish sometimes on my podcast, I invite people on so I too can learn. And this is one area that I really want to optimize. So that's why I was like, I got to get Greg on the show ASAP. So let's kind of dive in and make this a little bit more actionable for people and when I learned from you, one of the things I learned from you is that mobile is really about making the best possible experience for your online traffic. Whether they come to you from a desktop or a mobile, you've got to be ready for both. So for those that have not yet tackled mobile marketing in their business, where should they start? Well, it's a great question. And basically you kind of led into it perfectly. I mean, if you're out there and you're, you know, you're using email, you're using Facebook, Twitter, all these different channels, you're always, for the most part, driving them back to your site. I mean, even on our, even on your podcast, I mean, you're ultimately driving people back to your site. And that's where your content is. That's where you engage your audience and, you know, your audience turns into customers. So the first thing that anyone should do is make sure that their website is mobile friendly. And, um, I'll give you kind of three options that you have in order to accomplish this. And, you know, depending on your, your budget, your situation, your timing, your resources, you know, one of these, one of these will work for you. So the first one, probably the easiest is there's a, a WordPress plugin called WP Touch. Now there's a free version and then now have a pro version. The pro version, I highly recommend if you're going to go this route, um, it's about $50. It's like a one-time payment. And you have some flexibility on kind of mobile optimizing your site, making it look a little bit flashier than the free plugin, which only mobile optimizes your blog posts. So if you have other things going on in your site, um, really this, this plugin only caters to the actual blog portion. But it's a place to start, especially if you have a blog right now and you want to make sure that people can read it from wherever, you know, whatever device they're on. So WordPress touch. Pro is a WordPress plugin. The second is using some sort of um, content management system. There's a handful out there that allow you to build a separate site. If you've ever visited, um, you know, a site from your phone and noticed that it redirected to an M dot and then the domain, um, they're most likely that site's usually a separate complete separate version of the site. They manage the content in a different area, almost like a kind of a WordPress style dashboard, if you will. And there are two providers out there that I highly recommend. One is called Duda Mobile, D-U-D-A Mobile, and you know, very, very low cost to get started. And then um, the other is Blue Train Mobile, a little bit more expensive, but much more flexibility in kind of the cre- what the creative look and feel looks like. Um, but again, you're kind of creating a separate version of your site. You'd be managing that content to some degree in a separate platform, in a separate tool than say WordPress if you're using WordPress. Now the last one, which is what I highly recommend for content 
built content marketers, online business builders, people like yourself, um, is using responsive design. And responsive design um, is really available through a lot of different WordPress themes that you can purchase. So if you're going to purchase a theme, look for one that says it's responsive. And responsive essentially means that your site uses one set of code and uses what they call media queries to just detect the, the resolution and width of the screen that is, is access, trying to access your site. And, um, usually what the WordPress themes do is they'll, they'll have, um, anywhere from three to four breakpoints where, you know, if you're on a desktop and you start dragging the bottom right corner of that website window in, you'll see it kind of adjust the content around the size of a tablet, um, maybe even a smaller tablet and then down to the smartphone size screen. And you can really get these themes for very, very affordable prices. My, I use a WordPress responsive theme on my site and, you know, it cost me 75 bucks and that was a premium one. So, um, you know, considering your situation, you know, you, you have those three options. If you just spent a lot of money on redesigning your site and it's not responsive, use the first or second option for now. Um, but the long-term plan or kind of future, um, I would like to see, or I think businesses should start going in that responsive direction. Yeah, definitely. That's what I've done for my site is the whole responsive thing. And I've noticed that, and you've probably had this experience, when you go to somebody's site from your mobile phone and it's not mobile friendly, it's like the first thing I do is just click off of it. It's because it's so frustrating. Exactly. And there's actually, so there's a statistic that a report that kind of came out and it, I always confuse which, who it came from. It was either Google or this company called Gomez. (laughs) And um, it's, I have it on my site actually. And it's um, basically if a user comes to your site and they have trouble accessing it, which can mean maybe it's, it loads too slow, it's not mobile optimized, they have to kind of pinch and zoom, all that sort of thing. There's a 47% chance that they will never come back to your site again from their wow. phone. Wow. Right. So now, now think about how, why, I mean, you just said wow, but think about really why that's impactful. So think about all the people that maybe find you through your podcast first. I mean, iTunes is a search engine. You know, you're constantly up in, in, you know, in the top 20, sometimes top 10, top three <laughs> of, of best business podcasts. And, you know, if you're sitting there saying, hey, visit amyporterfield.com, and that's the first time me as a listener wants to go there and it either doesn't load or now I have to start pinching, scrolling, and zooming, you know, my first interaction with you was the podcast. I'm like, oh, this is great content. I need to find out more about Amy. And I can't navigate around your site um, to find out maybe your about page and, you know, who you are, really what you're about, how you can help me further very quickly. Then I'm going to leave. And the chances of me ever coming back again are probably very slim. So, you know, that's obviously where you want to convert people. You know, you're always driving people back to your site. Um, so there's kind of this, um, real, really quickly, I'll go through it. There's this hierarchy of, of mobile users' needs. So myself as a mobile user, what do I need? At the, at the base, you need access. So I need to access your content, right? So I need to be able to navigate around, or sorry, first get to your site and see what's there. The second is interaction, which really is that navigation. Once I'm there, can I do the things that I'm trying to accomplish? Can I subscribe to your email? Can I get to your about page? Can I go to, you know, other resources on your site? Then you have performance, which is, you know, usually overlooked. Um, and something to, I caution everyone for when they're using a responsive template. Um, 
sometimes responsive sites have performance issues. So um, performance is the, is, the, is the third one. And then um, the last one is, is enhancement. So this is really the concept that your mobile browser, the mobile device, is different than your desktop browser. So it can do different things. So depending on your business, you know, now you can access location. You can access the accelerometer. Um, you, know, you can... You can uh, Use different keyboards to make typing in form fields much easier. So if you've ever tried to enter your zip code in a, in a form field from a mobile phone and you've clicked into the form field and the, the alphanumeric keyboard came up, that's someone who wasn't paying attention. You could actually trigger the alphanumeric phone pad to come up, which obviously would be a lot easier to quickly enter a five digit number, right? Oh, so yeah. those things like that, you can actually enhance that user's experience just by knowing that they're on that device. Very simple things that would make, you know, opting into forms easier, maybe filling out, you know, shipping and billing or something like that if you have physical products. So those four kind of um, pillars, if you will, of, of the mobile user's needs are access, interaction, performance, and enhancement. So as long as you meet those, it really doesn't matter which path you take of those three options to create your mobile site because that's what your that's what your customer and your audience needs they're not going to sit there and say oh i need amy's site to be responsive right they're just they just they just expect it to be a good experience so um you know however you accomplish that you know is, is based on your own business and your own budget and your own situation so as long as you meet those four needs you should be good Okay, cool. Because I think that's a great place for people to start. I love those three options you gave in the beginning, especially they work for those that are complete newbies and then those ha- who, that want to kind of go in a little bit deeper. I love the, the third one, the responsive design. To me, I think that sounds like the best way to go. Absolutely. But I love that you've given some options there. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing. 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers. And I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I want to talk about Shopify. Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. 
And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. Okay, so once people have made their website mobile friendly, what's their next step? So the next thing I would do, I would highly recommend making sure your email is mobile friendly. I mean, we talked about, you know, that morning, morning ritual, unfortunately, that, that we go through. So, um, you know, depending on which email service provider you're using, there are some things from a technology standpoint that could help your emails be more mobile friendly. Um, but there's also just some things that have nothing to do with technology that actually will make your email mobile friendly and this one um, I'm really excited to hear about. I know nothing really <laughs> about how to do this. And when you said that we use like our iPhones as a filter in the morning to delete a bunch of emails, that's so true. Right. And I thought, okay, so tell me how to make sure that I don't find, I don't find my own emails in that delete filter for people. What can totally. we do? Totally. So, um, you know, you'll hear a lot of people first talking about, you know, hey, you can use a responsive email template, which, yes, you can use and it is great, but they don't see that first. They see, you know, if you look in your inbox, if you look on a mobile phone, um, most mobile phones, and I really haven't seen one that doesn't do this, first you see the name of who sent the email, so the from name. So in this case, you know, it would probably be Amy Porterfield. Mine go out as Greg Hickman. Um, you know, usually that you have an, like approximately 25 characters. So that actually is the largest font that will be in this person's inbox. So if you're using some sort of funky from name, you know, news at or whatever, and it's the full email address, I would, I would consider optimizing that to make sure that it's clear exactly who that email is coming from because that is the largest um, font and that's what comes first to kind of the eye when you open your mobile inbox. Okay, the second, great point. The second is obviously the subject line, which you have about 35 characters here. And I, I usually say about five to seven words. So if you ever look at, if you open up your phone and you look in your email inbox, you'll notice that depending on the length of words, you'll see probably about the first five or seven before you get the, the, the dot, 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 and it gets truncated. So if you're using very, very long um, email subject lines, make sure that the first five to seven words capture the essence of what the email is that is going to entice me, the reader, to open it. If I can't really tell what the email is going to be about in those first five to seven words, the likelihood of me deleting it or being one of those many that I delete in that morning ritual um, is obviously going to increase. So make sure it's clear that as a reader within five to seven words, and this is really, really hard. I mean, even I have trouble with this, um, you know, trying to optimize that because there's no technical solution for this. This is pure, just copywriting, be straight to the point. You know, the, the subject line will not be responsive. When it knows it's hitting the mobile device, it won't change to something more mobile friendly. It's going to remain the same. So having something that's short, sweet to the point that, you know, convinces me to open in five to seven words is super important. And then lastly, um, the, you'll see kind of the little preview, which is the pre-header of the email. Most email 
pretty much all email service providers, Aweber, MailChimp, all of those allow you to have the pre-header, which is about 85 characters. And this is that kind of that preview into what the email is going to be about. So I highly recommend you make sure that you have a pre-header in there um, that kind of gives the reader some sort of clue as to what the email is going to be. Okay, these are so good because they're so simple, but I've never even thought about that in terms of mobile. So what I did is I opened up my email on my iPhone and I'm seeing exactly what you're saying. So real quick, that um, what are you calling that, that pre-header? Yeah, so, so is that you, basically the first few lines of your email? So if you don't include a pre-header, yes. Um, it'll, it'll start just taking the beginning of your email, but you have the ability in you know, tools like Aweber really? to add a pre-header and it's your opportunity kind of to give a brief synopsis of, of what the, uh, okay. I love that option. Do you like that option? Do you think that's better than just starting out with the first few lines of your email? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, to be honest, I actually don't use, I personally don't use it very often. And I think as content marketers, we, we probably can get away without it. Um, but it's something that you should definitely try, especially if you have a really, really long email and you're communicating multiple things. So, I mean, I know in my, um, my emails, I'm actually, I usually send about one a week. So, you know, I'll mention a few things. So this would give you an opportunity to say, you know, highlight the, the multiple things that you're talking about versus just having that first sentence where they'll never even know, you know, maybe the two or three other topics that you're going to be talking about. So highly recommend using it, you know, and if you look at any brand, if you get any brand newsletters like Gap or whatever, they all have a preheader that has some sort of, um, message in there. Usually it's like the offer. So if it's like, you know, if the offer is like, you know, buy two jeans, get, you know, get a third free or something, that's that sort of actionable offer is going to be in that pre-header almost all the time. So the, having the call to action there would be a, a really good strategy. Okay. I like what you said here. I'm glad I asked this question because the more I think about it with my audience and yours as well, I think it's good that they see like, Hey Greg, you know, I'm writing to you today because I want to fill you in on a few tips. Like if it's more personal, I think if they see that as a pre-header coming from someone that they have a relationship with, like my audience has a relationship with me, I think I want them to see the, hey, John, or whatever in that email. Yeah, Does that make sense? I know, absolutely. And I think even to, to add on to that is that, you know, I don't. I can't think of many online marketers that I follow that I, you know, their emails that I subscribe to that that send super graphical emails. Like, you know, they have like nice HTML templates. A few, some of them are starting to, um, but I actually, person, this is a more of a personal thing. I actually like receiving the all text. It, it, I think, you know, if I were just to send you, you know, the emails that we exchanged before this, even this interview, like. You know, we're not putting super crazy nice graphics in there. You know, it's just very personal, straight text. We're exchanging conversation that um, it actually makes me feel closer to you. And because you know we are building these audiences, and you know, in a lot of cases, you have very passionate followers, and you know, you'll build, you continue to build that. Getting just that plain text email is almost like you sent me that personal email. You know, if it always has this cool graphic and this wrapper and all this stuff, I don't know. To me, sometimes that just doesn't feel feel as personable and as intimate. Um, so, I just think that's yeah. something to con- something just to consider. You know, no, depending totally on what agree. your business is. Definitely. So there's a lot of preferences in here, but the whole idea with making sure your name's really clear because it's the, the largest text and it's bolded, you know, the subject line. And I always try to make short subject lines, but I was never really making them for the, 
the mobile devices. So now it's even more important to me to make the shorter subject lines get to the point. And then that pre-header is really interesting to know. Okay, so those are great points. Keep going. Yeah, and I guess, um, so with email, I'll, I'll kind of mention two or three other things really quickly. Um, one is the send time, and this is something I've just started experimenting with, um, mainly because I've I, that story sits in my head every single time. I mean, I wake up and I do the exact same thing that we talked about. That, you know, for me, that's you know anywhere between six and seven a.m. And so many people, so many articles that I read are like send between six and seven a.m. Be like that first one in the inbox. Oh yeah, I do it every time. <laughs> right. So I've actually went back and started looking at my emails, and the ones that at least hit the device like around eight between eight and nine AM, I'm actually getting more open rates. And and you know, this is gonna be this is gonna skew for every single person. So this is just something you need to test. Right. But I'm I really I'm sort of starting to believe that because of that morning filter kind of ritual that um, you know, Maybe as more and more people, at least if our, if your own audience is opening from a mobile phone, that that might not be as an, an effective time to send. So sending later in the day, uh, might be more efficient. And I'm actually starting to see other people do this now too. Not sure if that's the reason, but I mean, I've received emails from Derek Halpern, you know, at like 1130 in the morning and stuff like that. I mean, almost all of us. I guess almost all of us are at a computer at that time. I mean, if right. people, if you know, if their audience has a full time job or whatnot, you know, the likelihood of them being there is is pretty high. So, um, I would just test that, knowing knowing that kind of ritual. If it's something that you actually do and you think your audience might be doing, oh, I'm going to experiment with that for sure because you're right. We hear so many people tell us early morning be that first email in their inbox. I'm starting to rethink that. And here's what I get so excited about online marketing. Behaviors are always changing as technology changes and the way we market changes. We've got to kind of go with the flow of that. So I think it's a great way just to experiment. Send your emails out a little bit later than maybe you normally do if you're like us and we would do the 5 a.m., 6 a.m. times and just see what happens. So it's all about experimenting for sure. Totally. And I mean, it kind of as a bigger point, it's, you know, and this is one of the reasons that I started Mobile Mixed in the first place is that I saw smaller businesses trying to mimic bigger brands strategies, you know, they would just replicate the exact same thing and they wouldn't get the same results. And then kind of get this bad taste in their mouth about mobile. And, you know, their customers are completely different than say Target, right? So, you know, Amy Porterfield's fans, you know, listeners of this podcast right now, aren't necessarily going to be the exact same as, say, you know, a Derek Halpern. So, you know, if you were to do exactly what Derek Halpern does all the time, and that's just an example, because um, we mentioned him earlier, right. um, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for you. So, you know, your audience might open their emails at 6 a.m. all the time, and, you know, mine might not. So, again, just something that you have to test and, you know, with with everything in marketing, but I, I definitely see that a lot in mobile is just, you know, kind of the the me too the me too concept. Yes, for sure, definitely. So okay, so this is good stuff. We've got, you know, the first initial question was where do we start? And making our websites mobile friendly definitely a must. But also exploring our email marketing equally important. So I'm so glad you brought that up. I've never really explored that. And it's something I'm going to pay a lot of attention to as well. So we just have a few minutes, but I want to also talk a little bit about our sales pages and our lead mm -hmm. pages, because do you agree that's another big part of this? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as obviously 
online business builders, content marketers. The, the, the website being mobile friendly allows them to engage with us, start, you know, learning more about the content. We're educating them, you know, teaching sales and, at some point, though, we're trying to convert them into a, into some sort of customer, and that usually happens on, um, you know, a lead page where they're opting into a program, or you know, obviously a sales page where they're actually buying something. So, making sure those pages are optimized to convert from a mobile phone is is super important, especially when you want to turn that audience into paying customers. So. Um, there's really only one, really one or two tools that I recommend. If you're if you're using a responsive theme, um, depending on the theme that you have, most likely there's a or there's a good chance that they have a landing page template that you can use. Um, so that landing page inherently would be responsive as well. Um, but the one that I'm really digging right now is Lead Pages um, by a company called Leadbright and Clay Collins. I believe you've mentioned him on your show at oh some my point. God, such a fan of Lead Pages. I'll definitely include a link to their tools because I think they're fantastic. Yeah, so I use that you know all the time now for webinar registration pages, for e- email opt-in pages. Um, you know, there's they have some really nice video templates, and if you look in their tool, um, slowly but surely they're making all of them or many of them responsive. So, uh, you know, whatever device they're on, whether it's a tablet, you know, iPad Mini, iPad Three, Nexus, or even you know your iPhone or Android, um, you know, they're responding and you know very very nice to you know have people opt in from those. Uh, so, highly recommend lead pages. But one thing I would mention about using lead pages for mobile and again something you need to test some people are very used to you know long form sales pages um, but knowing your mobile customer and when maybe when you're sending the email and things like that i would just start uh, recommending for people to test how early they offer the call to action you know i've definitely read lead page or sales pages where you know you read 2,000 words, 5,000 words, and then the kind of the call to action button is way at the bottom. Well, if they're doing that from a mobile phone, you want that call to action to happen sooner. Maybe it could be through a text link or, you know, a button, but having something, you know, earlier on in the page so it's not like a never ending scroll is something I think people should be testing. Um, and even testing just way shorter lead forms uh, or sales pages. Maybe take all the copy and turn it into a quick 30-second video or a minute-long video. Um, people love watching you know, fairly short videos from their phone. It could be a really easy way to take all this crazy copy, put it into a sales page, and you know, get people to convert. And I know that uh, a few people, um, a few online marketers now are starting, I'm starting to see that using lead pages. Yes, definitely. Again, it's all about experimenting, but just really understanding the behaviors of your uh, online traffic as well. So such great points. And I do want to um, point out, because I mentioned this in the beginning, that on Facebook, when you have a custom app, it's not going to be seen initially on a mobile phone. Meaning if you don't do anything to make sure a mobile user sees that custom app, they're not going to see it. So next time you're on your iPhone or on your smartphone, go to somebody's Facebook page, not your own, but go to somebody else's. And you'll notice right away that you're not going to see any of their custom apps. So how do you get around this? Well, there's different tools that you can use to create a custom app and they'll give you a mobile link, meaning using that link to direct your traffic to a custom app, anyone on a mobile will actually see that custom app. So I'll include some tools that people can explore in the show notes. So you can find all the links to this show at amyporterfield.com 
com forward slash 12, the number 12. And I'll include some links to that as well as lead pages. And also while we're on the topic, Greg, where can people learn more about you? Sure. So they can visit mobilemixed.com. That's mobile, M-I-X-E-D.com slash Amy. And they'll, you know, anyone listening will get free access to my mobile marketing toolkit, which has a bunch of resources, videos, worksheets, kind of how-to guides that really it will make sure that as you're diving into mobile that you start in the right place and you tackle the right things first. Um, so if you want to get that, you can go to mobilemix.com slash Amy. And if you want to find me on Twitter, it's just at G.J. Hickman, H-I-C-K-M-A-N. Perfect. And I have to say, Greg is truly my go-to guy when it comes to mobile marketing. You're really the only guy I follow with anything to do with mobile. So I really thank you for spending the time with us today and always helping me with my mobile marketing. I truly appreciate you being here. Well, the pleasure is all mine. And I have to thank you too, because ever since we got to meet at New Media Expo, you've been super helpful in helping me grow you know, my own business. So you know, everyone that listens obviously has a great coach. So you're, you're one of my coaches as well. Well, that's a huge compliment. So thank you so much. I'm just so excited to see you continue to do amazing things. You're in high demand. I will say that when I asked Greg to be on the show, I wanted to hurry because everybody's asking Greg for interviews because you know so much about this mobile marketing and it's pretty cool to be that in-demand guy. So I'm really excited to see what you do in the future. And thanks again for being on the show. So there you have it. Mobile marketing isn't as tough as you might have thought, right? There's some really easy strategies we can get started with right away to make our website and our email marketing mobile friendly. Now the show notes and all the links that we talked about in the show can be found at amyporterfield.com forward slash 12, the number 12. Also, if you like this podcast, I would really love for you to tell your friends. Just go to amyporterfield.com forward slash love and you can tweet about it and help me spread the word. So until next time, make it a great week. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 